0: Welcome to the At A Total Loss podcast, where lost moms candidly talk about their experiences with stillbirth that have left them at a total loss for words. It is through our stories that we hope to give you support, motivation, friendship, and maybe a laugh or two. But most importantly, we hope to give you light in the darkest moments of your life. I'm Catherine, a lost mom to my beautiful son, Brody, who was born still at 36 weeks on January 18th, 2022. While trying to survive the sadness and find answers as to why he died, I found this community of incredible women willing to share their journey, experiences, and sometimes margaritas so that I didn't feel alone. They helped me survive, and I hope we can do the same for you. So grab some wine and some tissues as we navigate this awful world of stillbirths that has left us all at a total loss.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to say first, like, I absolutely commend you for, you know, starting this podcast so soon after. It really relates with me because after Noah passed away, um, I mean, it was only three months that we started our ministry. Oh, wow. And so everyone looked at me like I was crazy, you know, like, how could you want to jump back into something that is um, still very mm. traumatic and try and help other people when you also? are trying to figure things out for yourself. And like you said, it was very therapeutic for me, but then also I think it was a gift that Noah really gave me. The the couple months after he passed away, it was my time to just really be with God, really be with my husband, really be with my family and to figure out, Lord, where do you want me? What, What is this purpose that you have for me? And I think often like many moms and maybe dads too but moms specifically you know you're going through you just had birth and um you're having maternity leave without the baby and I just could not go back to my old job felt very foreign to me the old me felt like I had no idea who she was there was this new person that I was and so I think just really taking time to spend with my family and with God and just the closeness of just really being kind of in an isolated spot where nobody quite understands. And it was, it was a, a bit enlightening in a way, you know, it sounds crazy that way, but and I think God kind of revealed, well, this is your story. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I ran with it. And right after Noah passed, like, I started connecting with other groups on Facebook, and I didn't even, I mean, I had no idea this was a thing, you know, like support groups for parents that have experienced stillbirth, because that was Noah's story. He, we had a great pregnancy and was normal, and I guess normal is relative, but no red flags. You know, he was our second son, and one day he just stopped moving. And I knew something was up. And when we went to the hospital, I was 36 weeks exactly. And they said, you know, we can't find the heartbeat. And from that moment on, it has been, how do I preserve his story? How do I share that God is still good through this? And that my faith, although it's been tested, it's like, I'm still proving to be faithful.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Did did you ever get answers? So answers is also like something that is weird for me because I think most moms would say, well, the answer that you want is never going to be the answer you're going to get because no, nothing is going to bring Noah back in my arms. Same for your son, you know, like no answer is going to bring Brody back for you. And so I feel like any answer that I could get on an autopsy report would not be good enough for me. We did an autopsy and looking back on it, I kind of just wish we hadn't, they okay. found a little bit of blood in his lungs, but fast forward a year later, cause I told you I'm seven months pregnant. Now mm-hmm. the maternal fetal specialist that we go to for this new pregnancy, she said there would have been no correlation between blood and Noah's lungs to his heart stopping that a lot of babies are actually born with a little bit of blood in their lungs. And it just kind of goes away with time. So that would have been um, no significant cause for his heart wow. to just stop. Yeah. So for a while, I thought there was this big correlation. Well, you know, what if he would have been born and he would have had blood in his lungs? You know, he would have suffocated or needed surgeries. Or I think I could go on and on about the what, if, what ifs and the whys, especially right when he was born. Because I was searching for something that was really just supernatural. The Lord, this was Noah's story. And I'll, although I want to try and comprehend it, I can't really understand it. Like our mental capacity is just not, I think, quite able to do it. If if it's something that the Lord has for your life, sometimes I don't think we're meant to understand it.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to read... Um the book of Job and, um, as tough as it is, he does say, you know, we can't, and I obviously want to talk about all that too. I mean, what was your faith like before Noah's death?
1: It's so funny. You mentioned the book of Job. Um, my husband and I had just finished the book of Job right before Noah had passed away. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. And so I remember I kept I kept circling back after Noah had passed. I was kind of thinking, what what led us here? Because before we found out Noah's heart had stopped, I had been listening to sermons on pain and I had been listening to sermons on suffering and grief and death. And it wasn't purposefully, but the Lord was really setting me up for what was to come. And I didn't know it. And the study that my husband Brian and I did with Job I had so many questions like Lord you said that Job is a righteous man like he's the most most righteous he's highly favored with the Lord but the Lord allowed the suffering for Job you know it was like um, appointed suffering if you will like the Lord said to Satan have you considered my servant Job it was kind of an honor in a way that Joe had to go through the suffering he did because the Lord knew he would still be faithful.
0: Mm.
1: So, wow. I don't the timing know. I would, of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say our, our faith, our faith before Noah was still very strong. Um, we had a, a really good relationship with the Lord. I wouldn't say that we don't have a good relationship with the Lord now. It's just much different. I think that for a couple months, I was angry with God, like wanting to know the answers. And then I finally just got to the place where, you know, I realized God for who He is—that He is just sovereign, and that His character doesn't change, even though our our seasons change, and that He deserves the praise anyways. Like, no matter what I'm going through, like, we're going to experience death here. We're going to experience pain and suffering here. And that's not going to change. Like, as long as we are alive with breath in our lungs on this earth, that's what was promised to us. And the Lord, what he does is offer us a way out. Like he offers us a way to see our children again, to be reunited with him. All of the things that we experience here are not really where our treasures are. So it just, it flipped my perspective a bit.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard to do. I know a lot for the lost community. I think a lot of people, me included, lived our lives with the whole concept of God is in control and everything happens for a reason.
1: Yeah.
0: Be a good servant to the Lord. Good things will come. And that goes back to the book of Job where they were te- they said that you're being tested, that you're only righteous because you want the rewards of being righteous. You're not just righteous right. no matter what. And right. so when, when your child dies and nothing of this magnitude has ever happened to you or around you, you blame God like, am I being punished? Yes. And those right. who are... I think a lot of people start saying why did god do this there's no god there's no yes. way there's a god and that is so that is such an intense magnitude of the loss that your entire universe shifts and all your belief systems are gone and i yeah. myself was angry because i couldn't understand why the why behind this why this happened yeah and i wanted to find out because some people will say things like Oh, you were chosen as the strong one to like promote the message. Yeah,
1: I don't agree with that. Um, and I, it's hard because I think depending on where your faith is, whether you have a relationship with Jesus, if you have had a broken relationship with God, if you have a really strong relationship with God, I don't think that it really matters where your faith lies on the spectrum After you lose the child, you question everything, question all of your beliefs. And I think you don't really know what you believe until your belief has experienced pressure. Like Mm -hmm. you don't really know where your faith is placed until you experience pressure on it. So for me, like when I talk with moms on Mother of Wild, I have a lot of them that have had a rocky relationship with the Lord in the past or have changed religions or they're kind of in a transition phase of what do I believe now? Because everything that I've thought has now changed. So maybe my faith should change too. And I do see a lot of moms um, because that's really who I speak with our moms. You know, I don't, I don't really have many dads that I connect with on mother of wild. And that's just because none have really reached out. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: I don't know if it's just a platform mainly moms are more receptive to talking about emotions and things like that. But the moms that I talk with, some of them have often said, why would God do this to me? That, that is a question that I had right when Noah passed away, but then I realized that was not the right mindset. So, and and kind of going back to the book of Job, like, I think the Lord allowed it, yes. But I think could the Lord have healed Noah? Yes, he could have. Could he have, could Noah have been born and the Lord just breathed right back into him? He absolutely could have. He could do whatever he wants. But I also think that if we look at the book of Job, we see that, you know, Satan has reign on this earth. And so I believe that there are things that come from Satan and Death is not from God. And so I do believe that when we talk about, you know, babies dying in the womb, when we talk about just death in general, that is from the enemy. I do not believe that is from the Lord. Yes, I believe that if, if God had Noah's life, if he had a different plan for it, he would have been healed physically here on earth, but he was healed eternally. Do I know the reason behind it? No, I may never know. But once I kind of move from the place of why me, why me, why this, why my family, I start to kind of see God's plan a little bit and just trying to trust that God is going to make something so special out of Noah's life. If I allow it, Mm I, you know, I see a lot of, a lot of moms that just play the biggest role in their own suffering. They don't know how to get out of the hole and they sit there for years and years and years. And then their other children, their marriage, everything takes the back seat because they're so consumed in this hole of grief. And I absolutely do not believe that's where the Lord wants you to be. I don't believe that's where he wants you to stay. He says that he'll stick close with you through that times. And I can tell you from my own experience, I've never felt the Holy Spirit as tangible as I have when Noah passed away. Like I felt God in the room. I have felt God through just this ministry of him trying to direct my path of where to go, but I wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't have been helping moms. I wouldn't have been talking about Jesus and Noah's story, talking with you today, like on your podcast, like if I hadn't just got out of the hole and said, Mariah, like God doesn't want me to stay here. This is not what he had for Noah's life. Like, you know, there's so much more. And I think it's easy to kind of fall into that trap of essentially becoming a victim a little bit and just liking the spot of suffering and being really comfortable in it and normalizing it.
0: Do you think people who do that want to change their perspective and find light? Do you think, or do you think that's somebody who just won't ever see it?
1: Well, I think it's possible for us all to see it. Um, I think it's also a mentality though. I mean, if you are walking so closely with the Lord, there's no way to not experience that hope. There's no way to not experience that light. There's no way for him not to lift that burden from you. Like I miss Noah with everything in my body, but the Lord has something for me now. Like the Lord doesn't, you know, he wants a great future for me, but he also wants a great now for me. He doesn't just expect me to sit in this and let that just be my story. Mm -hmm. I have learned from Noah's life, you know, with it being so short that time isn't promised. So what am I going to do with the time that I have left? I'm not going to just sit around and be depressed. I'm not just going to sit around and, and mope and let my marriage go downhill. And I have to, I have to do something with that. And I think that everyone has the opportunity to do that. I'm not saying right after your child passes away, you need to go and support all the nonprofit causes of of loss. You know, be this big advocate. All the things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's unrealistic. I mean, I think you'll know when you feel like you are in a comfortable spot and feel like your heart has been a little bit healed, you know? Absolutely. I'm not saying completely healed. I don't think this pain of losing a child ever goes away. Certainly not here, but, um, the Lord can really do something in you and allow you to heal if you allow him to do it.
0: Absolutely. So it, did you, you started mother of wild just three months after Noah was born?
1: Yeah, I did. How did that come about? (laughs) It's crazy. I, I look back on it and I'm like, wow, that was really quick, but I felt the Lord tugging at me. It came from the idea. Wow, well, fast forward and tell you the, the full story. Right when Noah passed away, you know, I had no idea what stillbirth was. I just feel very naive looking back. I've heard of people having loss and I've heard of stillbirth before, but I didn't realize that. A, it could happen to me. B, what causes it? I just had a lot of questions and not just questions with the Lord, but like questions. What did my body do something wrong? Am I prone to have another child that heart stops? Like, did I miss signs? So I got on Facebook and was looking at groups that was specifically for loss. And I found quite a few. And, you know, I just. I added them all and I joined a bunch of groups, but I really didn't say anything. I just read through people's stories. I was still behind the scenes. I was still very um full of hurt at this time. I was still, you know, a little angry with God because I felt like I hadn't had any clarification on what was what happened, Lord, you know, like why us? And I feel like the Lord just never revealed anything to me yet. And so all of these posts, you know, I would see some come up, you know, they give you the notifications like crazy on Facebook. Some of them yeah. I had to just kind of unfollow. Cause I'm like, I don't know if this is making me feel better or, or worse. I, I
0: hear that. Yes. Yes.
1: So, um, I kind of just like unfollowed some of, but I kept looking at, you know, when I felt like I wanted to see if other people were kind of going through a similar experience as me. So I found that a lot of moms on Facebook, They really wanted to share their child's story and talk about their birth details and share a photo of their child. But they just felt too uncomfortable to do it, even with close friends and family, because they didn't want their family to feel uncomfortable, like seeing a photo of their child. And that kind of broke my heart. And then I also realized I felt like that, too. And so I don't know, there was, there was a lot in, in that where I just kind of wrestle with the Lord, like, you know, we shouldn't be robbed of sharing the most precious gift that you have given is just the gift of life. And when our child passes away, you don't get to share any of those sweet details. You don't get to share, you know, even the very tragic event I still want people to ask, how much did he weigh? What did he look like? What color hair did he have? And you know, I don't know the color of Noah's eyes because he was born sleeping. But what, Mariah? What color do you think he had? Do you think it would have been like Roman, your older son, or you know, who do you think he would be like today? What do? What kind of personality do you think he'd have? All those questions go right out the door because your family assumes that it's going to bring you too much pain to talk about your child. It's going to remind you about your child as if you need a reminder, you're never going to forget. So that kind of sparked the idea. And I knew God was up to something because I just felt it stirring in my heart. Like I just, it wouldn't go. And I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? And so I said to myself, well, I'll create, you know, a memorial print of Noah. Originally it was just something for myself. You know, I want to put a picture of him up. I'm not ashamed of him. I want to talk about him. Maybe it'll be a good talking point when friends and family come over. No one's asked to see him. So maybe they'll see how much he looks like Roman, you know, it'll just spark conversation. And so I created a couple of designs and printed them out for Noah. And I thought, You know, could this help somebody else? I had his all his birth information, the meaning of his name, his picture, and um some scripture on there. And I literally threw it up. I create a website, threw it up, and I'm like, Lord, do what you want with it.
0: Right. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, like, you know, this is this is yours. You're I feel like you're calling me in this direction. So This is your business, Lord. If you want it to thrive, send the families, Lord. I know there's a need for it. There is a need for hope and light to be poured into this community. Like you had said before, many of the lost pages, you know, lost groups, they are heavy. And it's like I said earlier, because a lot of the moms are stuck in that hole and they can't get out and they feel better um, and more comfortable around other people who are also stuck in the hole. You know, I didn't want to be that type of ministry. And I, at first I thought this was just going to be a little business and the Lord's like, no, this is a ministry girl. You're talking about me because (laughs) His hand is all on everything. You know, it's impossible. It's impossible to remove him from it.
0: It's true. Were there, was any point where you kind of Did you get like anxious or fearful to start something like this where you were like, I shouldn't be doing this?
1: Well, I mean, I think fear and doubt kind of creep in inevitably, you know, like, oh, is this really what, where the Lord is calling me? Is this really what I want to be doing? I didn't really feel fearful to start it because I kind of thought, well, all right, Lord, I'm doing it for the one, the one family, you know, I don't need you to send me 20 families, 200 families. I'm doing it for that one family, like to offer hope to that one family, like you don't understand the fruit that will come from it. And I just felt like the Lord was just saying, you just offer hope. Let me do the rest. Just keep following my direction. And yeah, I think some, some points it, it it has been scary. So we've been doing it for about a year, a little over a year. And at some points it's very busy and that was super bittersweet because, you know, there's been significant amount of loss and, you know, I see the dates of the children, their birthdays that come through. So I see how recent they are. Mm -hmm. Um, and then other times it's slower. I remember talking with my husband about, you know, babe, like this is really where I feel like God wants me, but it, It doesn't seem like it's sustaining itself right now. You know, I feel like I really need the Lord to send people. And he said something that was super impactful for me is that it's not like you can't quantify healing, Mm. you know, there's Mm. no number on it. And so going back to just the one, like you never know how that one is going to reconnect with the Lord, find Find favor with the Lord. Like you just don't know. Mm -hmm. And so I just trust that I create them and He does the rest.
0: Yeah. What was the initial response? Were you finding it was mothers who were trying to find help in their suffering? Or were you finding it was people who were just happy to connect with somebody who also was speaking about the Lord? What were you finding?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I would say about half and half. So I actually have a good amount of followers that don't walk with the Lord, which I think is really interesting, but they're searching for hope that they're not finding elsewhere, you know, and they're Mm -hmm. finding it in our community. They're searching for that light that they're not finding. And I think just Mm -hmm. spreading the truth about the Lord, it can bring them hope. Um, And then the other half was just, you know, moms that are pretty new in their grief that have found our page to be encouraging and our community to be encouraging. And I don't want to say are on the right track, but already had a relationship with the Lord. So they were more confident in where their baby was. Yes. They still had questions, you know? Yeah. They were still kind of struggling with, um, anger and things like that, but, they felt more confident in knowing like the Lord has got, he's got something good coming out of this. I don't know what it is and I might not know right now, but he's going to spend this for, you know, my good. Yeah. I think
0: also for you to be so strong in your faith. And I mean, for me personally, it was a struggle. It has been a struggle yeah. only recently have I really started to reprogram my brain and how, and how things work <laughs> and by things i mean the universe yeah. and life and all these existential things that you just don't really think too much about before a loss and i finally you know realized that i was praying a certain way i was praying for outcomes i was praying for good i was praying for blessings and at and at the end of the day i just realized i'm not doing this right i i need to pray for strength and grace and 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 the patience and how to get through this life walking with the lord and not even when I don't get the things that I pray for, because I clearly didn't. I prayed for Brody so hard. He's, he died. And so what does that mean? What is my relationship with God now? If I have been praying so hard and being a good servant and all, and all the things, you know, so I think people after this loss just kind of go, well, why have i been trying so hard god god's just going to take from me no matter what or maybe there mm-hmm. isn't a god maybe you know all these things that are just why did he do this to me and and mm-hmm. it's it's i'm sure when people come to you they're just kind of scrambling to make sense of their own brain and that's a lot on that's a lot on you especially when you were so fresh from it did you ever feel overwhelmed or did it kind of help you speak, be, be the voice and channel, like, and like, let God use you for the message instead of saying, oh my gosh, I'm still figuring this out myself. I I can't answer all these people. You know, how did that happen? And then where did it go from a year now? How are you doing?
1: So, I mean, that's so true. I, and you, you know, being super vulnerable like that, I too was very broken. And even starting this ministry at, you know, three months after Noah passed, I was still broken. And I don't, I don't even think now that I'm not broken, but I still, I believe that the Lord can still use me even though I am broken. You know, I think that's what makes me able to be used is just, you know, having humility and just the, just the urge to want to do it, you know, want to help other people. (laughs) You talking about strength and things like that. I don't feel like I was strong at all, you know, starting, starting out this ministry with other moms coming to me and talking about their grief. I was felt connected because I too was right there and felt like the same spot where they were. Um, even in those recent conversations, it felt heavy at first because I think I was trying to take it all. I was trying to take the weight of their burden. And take away their pain. It wasn't until, I mean, there's only so much that you can take. And I also don't believe that's really what the Lord wills for you. My goal now is to understand their pain. And I do grieve with these moms every time, you know, have a conversation or an order comes in. I grieve for these families. But ultimately, it is the Lord that is going to step in. I just intercede and prayer for the families. You know, I point them in the direction of Jesus. I'm not going to be the one healing these families. These prints aren't going to heal these families. God is going to heal them. I completely just, I point them to Jesus over and over and over again. I can relate to their stories. And a lot of times, you know, our stories are so very similar of our children but it's, it's hard. It's a hard space to be in because it's heavy and you automatically know coming into it. It's heavy. Even, even what you're doing with your podcast, it's going to be heavy, but I think the Lord, he picks people for a reason and he has picked you for a reason. He has picked Brody's story for a reason. He knew that you were going to be able to handle this. Like I, I, Mm -hmm. it sounds, it sounds insensitive, but it's also like the book of Job, like he chose you for this, Mm -hmm. you know? So there's some level of responsibility and it's like an honor in a way, you know, it's like an honor that he chose you for this. Mm -hmm. Although this isn't what you would have chosen for yourself.
0: No, (laughs) no. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely I hear you. And I think you kind of nailed it when you're saying you you aren't going to be the one to heal. And I think I found that the biggest thing in this space is that most lost moms and I'm not speaking for everybody, but just my experience is that they just want to be acknowledged for their loss. They want to feel like they're not alone in their pain. They want to know that they're almost quote unquote, and I'm doing air quotes, normal in their suffering. And all we can do is tell our stories the way that works for us, because everybody's different in this space. So for you to say, I have a strong relationship with God. I speak about the Lord and I'm trying to do this for Noah. And this is my calling. You just saying that, opens the door for some to say, wow, it's okay to not hate God. It's okay to still yeah. want to have a relationship with him. This works for me. You know, some people will be like, absolutely not. I will never have a relationship again. And that they can choose their own path and they can choose the life that they want to live after the loss because the loss mm-hmm. shouldn't, I, we shouldn't identify as our loss, how we handle our loss is ultimately who we become. And that's, that's just my opinion. And I, I, really think that when we, not everybody's loud in the space. And I think that's okay. I think a lot will figure it out and they're quiet and they're grieving and they're quiet and they're process. And that's absolutely fine. You know, even if they never speak about their child again, you know, that works for them and I'm saying that works for them and that's, Uh that's okay. But for us to come out here, for you to come out here and say, it's okay. God didn't do this. He has not left Uh you. I think that opens up the door for a lot to say, wow, I've been feeling this. It's okay, air quotes, that I can feel the same way. Just leading and yeah. telling your story and being so open about it. Someone is going to listen and say, okay, people looked at me like I was crazy when I said, I still, I still talk to God. I still pray. I still have a relationship with God. People would be like, how? He killed your baby. Yeah. And so for right. people, for you to be so open about it, I feel will help people say, I'm allowed to feel this way. I'm entitled to feel this way. This is my grief. This is my suffering. And I choose to walk with God. I choose to find light. And and it almost is like backup. (laughs) Like like I got a posse. This girl also thinks that way. So it's totally (laughs) fine. You know what I mean? I think that that's the helpful part. You're not here to fix anybody. You're here to listen. You're here to give your opinion, what works for you, not even opinion, but share your story and let people take from it what they will. And that's exactly why these, these conversations I decided to record because everybody's story is so different and people come and say, Hey, I listened to episode three. And that part where, you know, Sarah said this, that really resonated. And I'm like, great. You know, the rest of the conversation could have been like completely ridiculous,
1: but at least you know there
0: was like this one little nugget. And that's all we're doing is little tiny pieces of light until one day there's more light than dark. And that's kind of, I think what we're doing here. So I'm sure you get a lot of moms who are, or parents even who are very fresh from loss. And I, I call the first 90 days, the first three months in the trenches. I'm like, how are you even talking to me? You don't even know which side is up. Have you showered? Right. Have you you showered? Yeah. Are you okay? Otherwise, don't try to do anything until the trenches, you're out of the trenches. Because absolutely. Yeah, girl. It's like the trauma of it. The trauma, the there's, and yes, you know, obviously we are talking about God and, and spiritual and all this, but like, there's a science part of what happened to us. And it's, oh, yes. we fight it. We're like, oh, we got to dig ourselves out. And like, no, you had a, you had a baby. You have right. hormones. Some of us yes. have birth trauma. So give yep. yourself grace to not try to make moves, except for you. You were three months out. So you were like, I'm out of the trenches. Let's go.
1: <laughs> but, God um, pushed me out.
0: Right. He kicked your <laughs> butt out. <laughs> yeah and that and that's not to say like obviously we're not saying hey if you don't feel if you're listening and you f- you don't feel called to do anything it's more of like right. just be open to whatever it is of any magnitude whether it's very 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 small very 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 big whatever you feel that you want to do to honor your baby because it's okay yeah. to honor your baby however you like
1: yeah no that's that's so spot on and i think kind of going back to what you were saying a couple minutes ago even, even though, you know, we choose to be super vulnerable and transparent with our son's stories, it doesn't mean that it's, you know, not still painful. It doesn't mean that it's not still hard. We're going through very similar milestones that other moms are going through, even though we just have a different perspective on it. I mean, you, it hasn't even been a year since Brody had passed and look at you right now i mean you you know I what know. i'm saying yes. so yeah so then it, you you look back and say what is sustaining you mm-hmm. what where, where are you finding this hope and this strength and all of these things from and that's a lot of times what i see when moms come to me like i can't believe you started this so soon you know well, and they are angry with the Lord. And I'm like, God has still shown himself so faithful, even in Noah's death. Like, I can tell you if I had to take pieces by pieces, you could see God in all parts of Noah's story. Like, the Lord, which I didn't share this with you earlier, but the Lord revealed to me in a dream that something was going to happen to Noah before it did.
0: I was just about to ask you this. I have chills all over my body. Okay, keep going. I keep <laughs> yeah, hearing so, this. Like,
1: yeah. So, Like many things, like, even if people say no to God, he is still going to pursue you. He is not going to stop pursuing you. Even if you turn your back on him, even if you're angry with him, like he's not going to stop pursuing you. And so I know many people are angry and they're like, I don't want a relationship with him right now. Just, you know, want to be in my grief the Lord's still not going to leave you. He's not, that's just not who he is. And, you know, going back to just the physical pain that you experience right when you give birth, the emotional pain, which I don't know if many people know this, but emotional pain actually sends off the same receptors as physical pain. Mm. So the body feels emotional pain just as it would with physical pain. That's a, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, So not only are you going through maybe trauma that you've had with just, you know, giving birth, losing your child, seeing your husband in a state that you've probably never seen him in before, mm-hmm. you know, like your marriage has also been turned upside down because you are losing a child. I mean, your body, you're going home without without your baby, maybe to a nursery, maybe to baby things, all of your house, the car seat in the back of your car, your breasts are engorged about to start with milk. You're bleeding every time you go to the bathroom. It is just a reminder of what you're missing in the shower. You look at your stomach, your baby is not there. I mean, brutal. Yeah. It's brutal. The emotional pain, is just as strong as the physical pain, Mm -hmm. if not worse, truthfully. And it's just a constant reminder. And then if you have living children at home, you can't stop. Like there's no, you know, I'm taking a couple months off kids. Like there's, you have to go right back to it. And your body is just like, help me. You Mm, know, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, I have mm -hmm. nothing left to give. I am so depleted in every, in every sense. Yeah. It's hard to explain to those
0: who didn't see it or were there just how horrific it is. And I think that's why lost moms gravitate towards each other because we just don't have to explain ourselves that it is it's a feeling of an out of body and that you just don't understand why you're why you're here or how, how grief can't kill you is like insane to me. Like the, the, the yeah. pain is so bad. You're like, wow, I'm going to have a heart attack. Like this is it. But
1: yeah. somehow
0: we get through this. It's unbelievable yeah. how this works. I, Mariah, yeah. I want to ask you about what you just said. You said, so one of the amazing things about what I've kind of done here is that I have a lot of conversations. I just like having conversations and and then I pick up things that people say, and then I can say to another person, Hey, you're not weird. So-and-so said this too. They did the same thing. So even though we're all weird in this space, (laughs) we're like this weird new normal um, we could do and say literally anything. And everyone's like, you're, she's fine. Her baby died. Just let her go. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> um, we get a free pass. We really do. It's so bad. Um, but I've been hearing this intuition—the word intuition—where the mother felt like something that this baby wasn't going to walk the earth, and I mm-hmm. was like, "What? Tell me what your experience was before Noah was born."
1: Uh, well, I feel like God has always spoken to me and like through dreams. And so it was probably three months before Noah was born. I had a dream that this is so heavy too. <laughs> so forewarn, I had a dream that the devil wanted Noah and I was pregnant in my dream. And I remember just being in this really dark space like this room and there were like there was fire everywhere and he looked at my stomach and he tried to reach out for my stomach um to grab Noah in my in my belly and I remember saying so crazy it gives me chills
0: I do I have them
1: too yeah I remember saying I will spend my life ensuring that this baby knows Jesus. And then my dream ended and I woke up around like two 30 or three in the morning. And I reached out to many people that walk really close with the Lord. And I just said, I need you to pray for me. I don't know what this means. Um, but I had some sort of guess that something was going to happen to Noah. I didn't know that it was going to be, you know, he wasn't going to survive, but I had a feeling that, you know, something was going to happen. And it wasn't until after he was born that I remember having that dream because I had prayed for, I mean, um, there are people that I love in my family that don't believe in the Lord. And I had prayed many times being pregnant with Noah Lord, however you want, um, to use me for their salvation. I want you to use me. And I believe that Noah's life, not only is it just meant to, you know, to help other families that are going through loss, but I really believe that it is meant for the salvation of other people that I love. Um, so was very heavy i mean oh my
0: goodness I, oh my goodness
1: yeah i think about it often Ooh. yeah it I, thank heavy. you for
0: sharing that yeah that's 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 very heavy it, the dreams before the child is born i've heard some i've heard some dreams like death dreams that the baby floats yeah. away and and things like yeah. just dreams of this child not even there or dreams of yeah. the child passing away later older, like just, yeah. I don't, I mean, of course, a lot of it's probably subconscious fear. Absolutely. But sure. I have heard that some lost moms have ha- had this weird, indescribable intuition that something was up, just mm-hmm. something was up. Just, it wasn't just jitters of a first time mom or jitters of a, a pregnant person at all. It was just kind of like, I- think something's up with the situation. I can't put my finger on it, but something's going on. And that's just so powerful. The intuition of the mother, you know, it's to carry the child. It's it's ingrained in your DNA and you're spiritually connected as well before you even meet. And these stories I'm hearing of the intuition aspect is just, and a lot of there's all these different takes on it and things like that, you know, about the baby having Mm past lives and things like that. And to each their own, their belief. Absolutely. You know, I think what we're just trying to get at is that we intuitively know something at some point. What were, what was Mariah like before this? Were you, were you different? We always talk about before and after loss. I always say (laughs) (laughs) after Brody, BB before Brody, who Kat was before and who she is now, was it, is, Mm -hmm. do you think you've changed significantly?
1: Um, I wouldn't say significantly, you know, my personality has always been the same. I think that, um, my husband would say I'm way more vulnerable, you know, Mm. I'm way more transparent. I'm way, way more bold before Noah. I, not that I didn't want to talk about the Lord, but I am way more bold in my faith now because I'm like this is what the Lord has done for me. Oh, this is my son. I'm not scared to talk about Noah in any capacity. I am not fearful when people ask how many children I have anymore. Like I will tell you about Noah. I don't care if you want to hear about Noah, I'll tell you about am Like, you know, like I, I think the boldness has just kind of taken a front seat, but also like still having significant amount of grace and just like, really hungry to just hear what the Lord has. The Mariah before Noah probably would have been very nervous to take the leap, mm-hmm. to do something different, to um, you know, I always love the idea of, of doing something different because I have a marketing background and I was like, you know, I could always do something myself, but I never knew what my calling was. I never felt like any career that I had was where I was supposed to be and I always heard of all all these moms and all these women like oh I'm walking in my calling and this is what the Lord has for me and I'm like what what how did you find that and like Lord where is mine (laughs) right you know (laughs) yeah and so like after Noah passed away and then the the idea of this ministry came up I was like Lord this is so it like this I couldn't imagine doing anything else. Like I love talking about Noah. I love talking about Lord. I love creating these remembrance prints for families. And then, you know, it's hard because I don't ever see their response and reactions whenever they get a print. Yeah. But like the reviews that they leave me or like the relationships that I've formed, they'll text me and just say, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. Like I didn't even think I was ready to show a picture of my baby. And like, you have changed that for me. Like that is, it gives me goosebumps and it gives me so much hope because I know that they see this print in their home every day. And it is just a reminder of where their baby is. And it just gives them a little bit of hope and it makes them proud to be a parent, you know, like, You know, Mm -hmm. some like, like you, you know, you, you don't have other living children. And so people probably ask all the time, you know, how many kids do you have? And there's not a baby beside you, you know? So it's like, I want you to still feel proud to be a mom. Like you are a mom. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And a lot of us got really terrible photos. The ho- it's yeah. just the hospital, like you it. don't know what to do and you just kind of think it's wrong to take photos of your child. So you just don't. Yeah. And then you're left with like five. And those are like the only ones you ever have. So for you yeah. to to put them in such a beautiful light when they're just at the time they were taken, just such a horrific moment. I've always said that. Not always. What am I saying? Like this has not been this cute for this whole this whole time. This has been an ugly journey. But I've I've been recently trying to say instead of after Brody died, I've been really trying to change and say after Brody was born because I need to flip and make yes. his birth something beautiful and good in my memory Mm -hmm. instead of horrific and sad because he's my son and he's something that is incredibly beautiful that happened to me. So these photos that were given just kind of bring you back into this really bad place. And for you to highlight them so beautifully, just, it changes your memory a little bit. It changes your way, the way your brain processes it a little bit to look at him as your child Mm -hmm. and not the one that Mm -hmm. died. You know what I mean? They still exist. They're not gone physically. Yes, but their name is still here. They're going to be here forever with us and we'll see them again someday. So for you to frame them literally, (laughs) um, in such Mm -hmm. a beautiful way, is such an amazing thing. And I want, can you tell the process real quick on how somebody can do that and get it done? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm so, gonna link it at the bottom of this so people can click in and go to your order and, and go order if they want to, or go to your Instagram um
1: to get it Okay, yeah, absolutely. So we create uh, babies of all gestational ages. That's actually something that I wanted to mention to you before. Like we'll we'll print babies of any gestation. So we've seen like the smallest, teeniest, tiniest babies um to babies that have you know passed away in toddler years, but you can just go to our website, mother of wild, and it has an E on it because wild was our son's middle name. Um, so motherofwild.com and we have child remembrance, um, prints. They're all 11 by 14 and we have them for, you know, early pregnancy loss to stillbirth to infant loss. Um, we have some that are for um, any age. So maybe a child that has passed away in their teens and you know a, a parent is interested in getting one of those. But we really are our niche, our you know, pregnancy and infant loss is kind of our our spot. Um, you can choose from many different types of scripture. We actually do have some prints that are non-religious. So if you wanted to get one just because we're a ministry, doesn't mean we can't still work with you. Um and they're super beautiful. Um, you know, they you really put are. your order in and we'll get them out within two, and, two to three days. And, you know, we just like to honor all of the families and their babies and super special to it us. It really
0: is. And uh, yeah, and it caught, you. your your work caught my eye because again, you know, there's just such a dark space sometimes. And art was just so heavy. I needed my heart to be light. I needed to lighten the mood And your, your page does that. And so I can talk to you forever. So, but I know we're, we're coming up on our, on our hour. What I always love is for my guests to kind of leave with a message that they'd like to share for somebody who has lost their baby or is struggling right now. If you want to leave with, with something, just a little message of your choice.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So I think one of my, messages that i always go back for my own self so maybe this will be helpful to someone else is um people who aren't intentional with their own healing will not be support systems for yours Mm. and so be really mindful of who you allow to pour in to you during your time of grief um Mm. a lot of people mean well but you really want you know someone that is strong, you know, someone that, um, may not be stuck in the same sinkhole that you are kind of like we talked about earlier, you know, the days they're long, right. When, you know, you're at the beginning of your grief, but it really does get a little easier every day Mm -hmm. and you'll make it through. And, um, it's, doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean, you know, you're not going to think about your baby every single day, but the Lord will be close to you. Gosh, that's the main thing that I always gravitate back to is my faith. Cause that is the only thing that has sustained me through losing Noah. So if I can offer one little piece of advice, it would just be to trust that the Lord has something special for you. And if you don't, you know, believe in him, Maybe pray to ask him to reveal himself to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And be patient with that journey too, you know? Right. So reach out to people like you and others who are are talking about it. Maybe they can help ease you back into the relationship, you know? Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Mariah, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I hope that we can obviously have more conversations. I always feel calmer. When I talk to you, (laughs) and a little less
1: anxious. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what you're doing is amazing. I'm I'm really grateful to just watch your journey, and especially you have started this, you know, so soon after losing Brody. It's really incredible, and you are also one that is spreading light. So keep doing that. You know, like we we need so much more of that. This community is really just in desperate need for hope and light. And there's, I mean, I can count on my hands, handful of ministries that are offering that to other moms, which people can find that actually on our partners page too. We have many other resources. Oh, like if you, yeah, if you're plugged in and you know, you're probably on one of those Facebook pages, like I was, that just feels so heavy and you are just searching for some hope and light. I have so many resources of tech support and um for men and women, um, you know, small group support. Oh, that's wonderful. Anything that is full of hope that, you know, can pick you up and kind of help sustain you through this journey of losing a child.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's so great. Thank you so much. I'm gonna link all of your things on this so that everyone can find you. Um, a lot of people, I think already know about you, which is great. And I don't know if they've heard you speak before though. So I'm excited uh, for for your story. It doesn't sound terrible. Oh no, you sound great. It worked out. It totally worked out. That's all for this episode of the At A Total Loss podcast. If you'd like to help other lost moms benefit from our stories, please share, rate, and comment wherever you are listening. Thank you for being the strong mama that you are. And remember, when things have you at a total loss, We're here to help you find the light in the darkness. Take care, lost moms.